Hey guys, Tim Gillette here, and I'm here with another one of my Tim Gillette Show episodes. Today, I've got an interesting person to bring on today. It's David Fagan. Now, I met David through a friend of mine in California years ago, and he basically says, I'm hosting an event, and you're going to like this guy speaking, and we happen to be there for something else. We're like, okay, let's go to it, and David was the speaker that night. Now, I'd like to say I hang out with him and know him all the time, but I don't. I we're friends on Facebook, but we've never really had a chat. So again, this hundred shows in 30 days, why not get to know some people who are doing some pretty cool things out there, might I add. I've seen a lot of influence of what David's doing on the internet right now. So I thought, let's bring him on the show and have a little conversation. So, hey, David. Hey, how's it going? All right, man. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So David, I mean, do you remember that night we met? <laughs> Man, was it four or five years ago? It's got to be at least five years ago. It was Craig yeah, Lee's event. Six or seven, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like time flies. And yeah. uh, I know your world has changed. Uh, I hope everyone's world's changed for the better. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your, your background there, David. What Where, where you come up and, and what you do? Sure. Well, I'll I'll fast forward past where I was born and when I was born and oh, yeah. jump, jump into more of the important stuff. But uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've been in uh, California for a long time, just until up until about a couple of years ago, where I actually moved out of the state. But for a long time there, we had a Beverly Hills PR company, publishing company, and we still do all the same stuff. But so much stuff has gone virtual. We've kind of been uh, ahead of the trend. Of course, now we're all working from home these these days. Yeah, yeah. I used to drive in from Orange County, California, two hours every day to Beverly Hills. Uh, on Wilshire there, Wilshire and Doheny, if you can believe that. And, um, you know, but publicity's changed, publishing's changed. Um, so much about promotion has changed. Um, but yeah, we've, um, we've done a lot to get people out there in the world and make them what I would call icons in their industry. Mm -hmm. And we've, uh, we've made celebrities business people and business people celebrities. And that's kind of another kind of catchphrase there. But, um, that's you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, and so it's it's interesting. You know, there's a lot of power in brands, and we all know that. Mm -hmm. Some of us kind of stumble upon a good brand and maybe become some kind of a celebrity, but we don't really know how to monetize it. Mm -hmm. And then other people, you know, they might have proof of concept and be making money, and realize they would do even better if they were somewhat of a celebrity expert or an icon in their industry, or if they could leverage authority marketing. And that's really the industry I'm in. Um, I think that there is a fundamental question that everybody is asking you when they meet you. It's only a two-word question. Uh, sometimes it's quite literally that they're asking you the question. Sometimes it's kind of a more of a subconscious sort of thing. And the question is this, Tim. It's why you, right? Why should I hire you? Why should I read your book instead of someone else's book? Why should I go to your event instead of someone else's event? And we all have a limited amount of time, money, and resources and so in that way, we kind of are competing, right? And so we've got to have a very good answer to the question, why us? And that's what my whole business is built around. Okay. And, you know, you you have been in this industry, though, for a length of time. I mean, before you switched and went to the, to the virtual side of it, how yeah. many years have you been in this industry, all right? And how many people do you um, think you've held over the years? Yeah, the publishing and promotional industry, it's been about 10 years. Um, mm -hmm. But 12 years, 
probably all together. The, the two years prior to before that, I was the CEO of Gorilla Marketing. A lot of people still know me as the former CEO of Gorilla Marketing. Mm-hmm. I also did a big contract with Infusionsoft, mm-hmm. helped them go from $7 million to $14 million, you know, one of many people. Mm-hmm. But I would speak on stage for them and represent them. And um, I had a radio show for uh, several years syndicated that was all geared around entrepreneurs. Um, but really the publicity and publishing kicked in about 10 years ago. But even before that, a lot of speaking, a lot of radio, a lot of media, um, a lot of um, what I call word genius, what to say and how to say it. That's kind of my, if you really boil it down, like what do I really do? It's, you know, helping people learn what to say and how to say it. Mm, okay. Um, and, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's always interesting that, that most people, or come into it and they think like, uh, oh man, yeah, he's got that book out, but he's got to be like a natural born genius at marketing. Right. And how many do you find aren't natural born geniuses in marketing and you got to help them? Yeah, absolutely. And it's always the hardest to market ourselves. I've had yeah. some really brilliant marketers hire me and sometimes they're even afraid to say, hey, I don't want people to know you're helping me. And some of them don't really care. But here's the simple fact. Just because you get someone to help you does not mean you're not a brilliant marketer. Mm-hmm. You know, I also need people to help market me. Like we get so in our heads. Um, we've got all these compliments in our heads that maybe we don't deserve. Maybe we've got all these criticism in our head that maybe we don't deserve. And these voices are, are kind of battling it out. And we, we need other people to kind of give us feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We kind of need that literal focus group or that figurative focus group to kind of give us an outside opinion. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, you know, I personally, I mean, my mentor, I actually, I'm always giving him credit for everything I do, but yeah. have you had people give you credit that you want to go, Oh, please, 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 please be quiet. Please don't yet until I fix you. <laughs> <laughs> well, doing the Beverly Hills PR thing. I mean, we, we've represented some interesting celebrities We've also represented some reality TV stars that I typically won't tell you about because you'll think less of me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> we don't but, judge on this show, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, I mean, I, I've also had some great you know mentors. And a matter of fact, Jay Conrad Levinson, the former CEO of Gorilla, I'm sorry, the founder and father of Gorilla Marketing, mm-hmm. uh, he was a brilliant mentor to me. Michael Levine, who I bought and took over his oh, Beverly Hills PR company. So if anything, sometimes it's people give me, you know, more credit. It's like, oh, you own that Beverly Hills company that represented 58 Academy Award winners. Well, it already had represented 50 some before I even bought and took over the company. <laughs> or they'll say, oh, you know, you're a part of Gorilla Marketing Books, you know, and, and you wrote some of those books and it sold 23 million books. Well, yeah, but Jay Conrad Levinson sold, probably sold 22 million, 900 and, you know, so I mean, my portion is very small. So if anything, sometimes I probably get credit that I don't deserve. So it probably, it probably works out equal on, on both sides. It's like, well, I, I appreciate that, but I've had some great mentors and I've, I eat what I kill and I've earned my place in life, but um, I've also been very blessed. And sometimes I benefit from some of their accomplishments as well. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, I mean, you know what I mean? You know, we look back over our history and so many, so many people will, will could accredit the company to it. And I think later this week I have Kyle Wilson coming on, which you oh, know, okay. ran Jim, which ran Jim Rohn's company, but we yeah. know the name Jim Rohn, not Kyle Wilson. And I'm looking forward yes. to interviewing him, but as you're moving forward now, all right, yeah. you know, you're actually reaching out there and helping people. All right. Get the books done and stuff. Who yeah. are the main people that are coming to you now for your help? Um, you mean the industries that they're in? The main oh, industries, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, I think in the beginning, you you can really benefit from working with people with with very um, big influential names. You know, Les mm -hmm. Brown wrote the forward to one of my books. Uh, Kevin Harrington wrote the one of the forward to my books. Both said really nice things. Mm -hmm. um, we've helped some amazing, you know, celebrities like, um, you know, uh, there's people out there that have been that have been great. I think as time goes on, and, I'm, and I'm, yes, I'm choosing some of these names and words carefully, but as time goes on, um, you know, those people can be a little bit spoiled. I want to be careful about how I say this. And I've even become spoiled myself. And I've had very big names come to us and say, um, as a matter of fact, I had a professional boxer that you would all know who's in the Hall of Fame that came to us four or five years ago and wanted us to do this amazing thing with his legacy. But guess how much they wanted to pay? Zero. <laughs> so I, I say all that to say that, um, you know, it's great to work with these big eventual people, but over the years, I've really learned to focus on who has the money that can really afford what I'm worth and is, and is willing to pay that, is willing to make that investment. So doctors, attorneys, dentists, chiropractors, you know, big time people in real estate and health. Um, these are the people that I find they, they have a way to make money. Mm -hmm. It's already proven. They have proof of concept. Now they just need a way to get out there more. And so those are probably some of my favorite kinds um, of clients. Mm -hmm. um, celebrities can be great, but they can be high maintenance. And what I'm looking for is low maintenance, high profit, yeah, not yeah. high <laughs> maintenance <laughs> and low profit. Right. We want to we want to shift those for yeah. all you people at home. Ask yourself, are my clients high maintenance and low profit? Or are they high profit and low maintenance? And you know what? I'll take high maintenance and high profit. I'll, I'll start with there. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I think as you develop your business and develop your brand and want to become more scalable, um, you know, I'm never um, upset or mean spirited to anybody that feels like their brand is so big they deserve free work. And I've become a little spoiled myself and people do nice things for me. But still, I, I'm trying to hold out for the people who are willing to afford and pay for what I feel like, you know, my value is. Oh. And, and, you know, along those lines, I mean, all of us have the, uh, you know what I mean? The, the clients that we want to get rid of, I'm sure right. you probably have a few yourself. Um, sure. But I mean, have you, do you notice the comparison or is it the comparison in your industry? Like I'm coaching and, men and mentoring. Um, and usually the clients that pay the least amount of money in the programs are usually the highest maintenance and the ones who pay me the most amount of money are usually the lowest maintenance. Is that true in the publicity game as well? I think that's true everywhere. But I know you, like me, you know, occasionally we get these clients where, you know, someone spends fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. You know, I've had investors that have done a couple hundred thousand dollars. The more somebody pays, there is this kind of, um, there is this point where it's not so much about how much money, but how much money it is to them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So uh, the more money someone has, the more money that it may not feel percentage wise to what their net worth is. But definitely there's some people who pay some big money and I've paid some big money before. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, so I guess, I guess, no, I guess, I mean, that's definitely a factor, but yeah, there's definitely people who pay a lot of money and they've paid for the right to, mm -hmm have a lot of your time. I, I did some big things with Infusionsoft mm -hmm. and I've um, keynoted their events and 
in 2016, I did a, in addition to keynoting on the main stage, I did a breakout session mm -hmm. and I paid $75,000 for that breakout session. Wow. I was very like, here's who I want to introduce me and here's exactly what I want you to say. And, you know, I mean, when you make that kind of investment, I mean, I, I really cared about every little thing, you know, where's my booth at and where's it positioned at and how am I being introduced and, you know, all of those types of things. And so it's, it's interesting the way people spend money. I think we learn a lot by people's money mindset, you know, for sure. Oh yeah. I think that's the key, the money mindset. Yeah. Because the, and, and I think it, it usually is, is those people, some of the ones that are the high maintenance on the bottom. Yeah. Just have not gotten the money mindset at the top, the, the, the top. And you've worked, you know, you've worked with more of the high end on the top, but you know, I, I was thinking about this. All right. And the industries that right now are probably coming to you. I mean, are, are a lot of the smaller authors and people like me who are, you know, in the coaching industry, maybe they're starting yeah. or a lot of them coming to you going, Hey, I seen what you did with so-and-so boxer superstar. Yeah. Can you help me do that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, quite honestly, I really, I really like those, those people. And sometimes we have to get creative to make things work with them. But the person who really, um, wants the help and is really hungry. Like some of the times, um, and I don't think some of my bigger clients will mind me saying this, but like Harry Dent, the economist was a big client of mine. One of my greatest struggles with him is he didn't really have any pain. You know what I mean? I mean, you kind of get to a certain point. It's like, so Harry's saying, okay, David, what do I do next? And it's like, okay, you should start a mastermind group and invite these people over. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. He's <laughs> like, what else you got for me? Well, what you could do is you could do this retreat and you could set up this small event and you could... No, I don't really want to do that. And what he's really saying is he's so set up and he's making so much money and he loves what he does. He's so spoiled. It's a good problem to have. He's not, he's not a mean person or he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't like people. It's just that he's not as hungry. He's not going to get outside of his box. He's not going to get outside of his comfort zone. Yeah. So sometimes it's the people that are doing well and they're ready to go to the next level and they're hungry. Like they want it. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. David, tell me what to do. It's like, okay, you got to show up at this event. It's like, well, what guarantees do I have? You don't have any, but you know, you got to put all the odds in your favor. Okay, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Like those people, they're, they're fun to work with and they typically have a lot of success. The people that will go out and experiment and take massive amounts of action. Those, those are very rewarding relationships. And part of the reason why I don't talk as much about the celebrity people either is that's actually hurt my sales, Tim, because people at home, they hear that and they go, oh, you know, David works from Paul Stanley of Kiss. Well, mm -hmm. Of course, that guy is going to be successful. You know, that's not me. So I find it better to say, hey, look, here's Allison Larson. You know, she's a mom of four from, you know, Star, Idaho, population 5,000. And look, we created a brand and we created a website and we helped her with a book. And now she has her own TV show and radio show and traveling all over the world. They're looking at that and going, wow, if Allison can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like working with those people and I find those people help my business than really the big name people do. Mm. Well, I mean, it's almost that back to that money mindset type thing. Yeah. And, but you, you, you know, I mean, you're promoting that person who like is anybody. All right. And you're finding that beneficial. Um, do, 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 uh, your clients then go, oh, well, if I do really good, David's then going to promote me and talk about me on a podcast. So I want to do really, really good. Yeah. So he'll talk about me. <laughs> yeah. For the last couple of years, um, I have really opened up our JV mastermind events mm -hmm. 
and it's interesting, you want to market what people want, not necessarily what they need. And what, what I realized everybody wanted is they all wanted to attend my joint venture events and my mastermind events. And I tried to keep them small, um, but that's what everybody wanted into. So I started making those events, you know, um, bigger and bigger. And what I realized is I didn't really have to sell much at those events because I'd be bringing all my clients together, and all my partners together, and I would just get them up on stage and say, you know, hey, here's Diane Higby and here's the latest book we did for her and, you know, you know, let me interview her a little bit. Why don't you guys ask her some questions? And hey, here's Allison Larson. Here's Dr. Marlena. So if I'm just up there spotlighting all my clients, people are just coming up to me and saying, hey, I saw what you did for Diane or I saw you, what you did for Dr. Marlena. How can you do that for me? So, yeah, sometimes one of the best ways to market ourselves is just to feature our clients, you know, just to feature the people who are putting in the work and taking the massive action and having the success. And a lot of times we'll just attract the right kind of people that'll go, wow, I, I want to be where they're at. You know, they worked with David and they did these things. How, how do I do that? And they'll come up to you and they'll ask you those questions. Uh, uh, so, you, so you're doing this, it's called the, is it the JV Marketing Summit or what? Yeah. Yeah. The actual website is jvsalessummit.com, jvsalessummit.com. And we do mm -hmm. them quarterly and there's usually anywhere from about 60 to 120 people there. And we set up a series of round tables. And so there'll be somewhat of a master class for 30 to 60 minutes. And then we'll break up into those tables and we'll do like a mastermind session. There'll be a table team leader and I'll give them a, a question. Everyone will go around the table and do their elevator speech and answer the question. And then we'll do another mastermind, a master class or, you know, spotlight some people. And then we'll go back into mastermind session. So, um, it just kind of breaks it up and keeps it moving. A lot of people are getting spotlit. A lot of people are getting a chance to talk at the tables about what's really working, what's not working, you know? Um, and so it, it works, it works really well. Uh, we had an event coming up end of April and of course with everything going on in the world, we've had to switch that to more of a video conference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So April 27th and 28th, we're doing more of a, of a video conference session on that where we will um, do some sessions, do some introductions. Um, we did sort of a mini version to test it out about two weeks ago. We had about 60, 70 people on the call, and I was able to get about 40 of them introduced over the course of a couple hours, just kind of going from person to person to person. But people really like that stuff. They want to they want to be in the spotlight. They want a chance to say who they are and what they're doing. They want a chance to meet other people. They want to find referral friends. They want to find clients and uh, you know, I definitely make that a big part of what I do and it just organically helps me find more clients as well. Mm. Uh, and, and, and it's funny. I mean, you know, I mean, there's so many people like I, I, you know, I've got a mentor in, in San Diego who's all big on advertising, you know what I mean? To get your clients, yeah. but the, 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 or, or the people finding the ways for organic. Yeah. You're in the PR business and have yeah. been for years. Yeah. Isn't it better to find systems for organic? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's a lot of things that people obviously don't understand about publicity. And a lot of times the more successful you get at shows, um, it, it can it can kind of hurt you. Like there was a point in time where I was on at least one major television show every month for like a year. Mm -hmm. I was on the Today Show and Neil Cavuto and What's Happening Now and The Five and The Doctor Show. I mean, I was even on the Today Show in Australia. And then I went and did this crazy thing and I created my own uh, cable TV show in California. It was called The Hollywood Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. 
And one of the things I learned the hard way is you become your own show host. Other big show hosts, they, they're more strategic and like, well, how much do we want to promote this guy or how much do we want to have him on the air? He now has his own cable show. Mm. Um, and uh, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of strategy to how you do things organically and you kind of have to pick your poison. You know, do you want to go after a lot of big media? You know, I've got some clients and some people I know where, you know, they crush it as a regular interview guest, you know, like a Michael Levine, mm-hmm. uh, past mentor of mine, but he never has his own show. You know, he mm-hmm. stays in his own lane and they kind of, they kind of appreciate that. You know, mm-hmm. I've got some other big attorneys that they do the same thing. You know, they've won some massive cases. They could probably have their own show, but they're a regular on say like a Fox news. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they don't want to, upset that you know they'd rather you know they want to stay in their lane they're a good expert guest and uh and so they do that you know some people want to break out and just kind of get into their own show and have the control of that and if you're not getting a lot of media well you know you don't have much to lose anyways Mm -hmm. but it is interesting that that world and i think it's obviously competitive but i don't think people really know what's happening behind the scenes to kind of sort of control the outcome Mm -hmm. well in in this period of time where a lot of us are stuck at home and 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 by the way I, I watch uh, CNBC all day long and I'm getting yeah. to see all the people I've loved for years their house right now yeah <laughs> um, but uh, in the uh, the arena of having a show now I I created this as a podcast and in this like podcast world and internet live streaming type shows all right is the same rules do you see because you've been in both of them I know you've done both. Um, do you see the same rules applying both or the rules change as we go to like mine? Mine's, mine's not a today show. Mine's a small little podcast. Yeah. Um, so the question is, is the rules of the big shows the same as the smaller shows or say yeah, that? Yeah. How would you, I mean, how would you judge the rules of them? I make, mean, you know, I, I know well, you've been on both, you know? Well, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of easy. You know, the, the bigger shows really have to and this is what people don't realize. You know, if you are on a let, let's say NBC comes to you or CNBC comes to you and says, hey, you know, Tim, we're going to give you a show. Guess what? You don't really own that show. You know, you're an employee of that show. <laughs> and, you know, they tell you what you're going to talk about to a certain degree. And yeah. You've got sponsors to answer to. And, you know, you've got ratings to be responsible for. And you come you become somewhat of a captive host. Now, that, mm-hmm. all that being said, I mean, it can be worth it if the platform is big enough. But a lot of people don't they don't real they don't realize that, mm-hmm. um, you know, so. Uh, you know, if you truly want to set your own schedule, so a lot of people like me and you, Tim, like, you know, you're going to be speaking um, uh, traffic and conversions, things like that. You know, when you have a regular show, it really hurts you uh, to travel and do business and things like that. I used to have a radio show and I was on Monday through Friday mm-hmm. uh, for one hour every single day. And I had to do so many shows live. And the more I, wa- I got the opportunity to speak and travel and things like that, I literally couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, there, there is, um, there is a definitely a downside in control, and then people don't realize, you know, because you're an employee, you know, you're you're paid like an employee. Very few people are getting, you know, percentage of sponsors and money and you know and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think one of the other, you know, big things too is um, people don't have the opportunity 
to have sort of their passion projects or they have to wait for the right time or they have to wait for the right scope. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's interesting as well. Did you see the movie recently, um, Bombshell? I did not see Bombshell, but I, you know, it's one of those ones that I put on the list to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure that most of it is, you know, I'm sure it's not, you know, hundred percent accurate. It's probably not even 80 or 90% accurate, but I, I'm a big news junkie. And so I, yeah. I wanted to see it, but it's interesting watching some of these, these news films and things like that and the politics that play and, you know, everything nowadays is, is kind of politics, but, um, but there is so much you can do with your own platform. And one of the things that I think you do really well, Tim, is, you know, the professionalism and the scale and the quality of your show is, is really good. And one of the things I've been telling people is there was an expression that was around for a long time, and that is good is good enough. You know, just get the book done. Good is good enough. You know, just do a show. Just get on there. Just record a video. Good is good enough. Uh, it's, it's really not anymore. I mean, no, just, like when I started 12 years ago and I wrote my first book, there was hundreds of books being published every month. Mm -hmm. Now there's thousands being published every day. Yeah. You know, people like doing shows. I mean, it used to be if you're doing a Facebook Live or you're doing a show, maybe there's one other person in your network who might be doing one the same day. Now there's five or six, there's probably five or six other Facebook Lives or five or six other shows going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's, it's no longer, you're no longer able to be good as good enough. I mean, you really got to say, you know, how do I raise the bar? How do I separate, you know, how do I, you know, place myself, you know, as a leader in this industry mm -hmm. and you can't really have the mentality of, well, you know, fake it till I make it good is good enough. I mean, you can, but you've got to raise that bar quickly in my opinion. And you yeah. can do that nowadays. I'm, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm studying on how to get, how to make it better. All right. Because I thought my game was good, but like now I've got a lot more competitors yeah. jumping on board. Yeah, no, I, I thought mine was pretty good too. I'm playing around with zoom and I'm doing different things and I test out be live and all of a sudden just boom, all this stuff is coming from everywhere. Even yeah. like I was telling you before the show, I, I kind of like the setup here. You got the little ticker going across the bottom here with a website. You got your logo up on there, mm -hmm. Tim. It's almost like you have a real show. It's almost like you're a real host. <laughs> Of course you are. But, yeah. but this is what makes it feel like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have to go out and it's the same thing I do with books. I say, look, you can be self-published, but you shouldn't look self-published. Your yeah. books look like a book right off a of Barnes and Noble bookshelf. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you figure that out? You get books off a of Barnes and Noble bookshelf and you open them up and you, you look and see how things are laid out and what the order is. Yeah. Same thing with these other, these other shows. And one of the things I like about all these news people, like you said, doing shows from their house, it's kind of level the playing field, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all, we all have, um, you know, they don't, they don't get a $3 million studio anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are doing shows like, you know, how me and you are doing shows, right? We got the, we got the real live documentary style backdrop going in here. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I kept trying to do this fancy backdrop, but like, I still need my whiteboard. I have a small office, you know, uh, yeah. but, and by the way, that's my new book. I'll outline all those squares up there right now. I like um, it. Yeah. I, I had to come up with a system. I can't organizationally put a book out unless I have a system. And I know Craig, Craig Duswalt, which I think, you know, Craig yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Rock, All right. Rock, as rock, I, rock. I learned his system, but yeah. what system are you teaching your clients to help them get the books out? The people who are like me that go, Oh, how do I get a book out? Even though everybody's producing it. Wow. That's, I mean, I have a whole new publishing genius course I created. So, I mean, I could give, hours and hours on that. I think in general, to be really helpful um, in a short amount of time is one, kind of ditch the good is good enough 
idea. And two, start to really chunk things down. Mm-hmm. So start with something simple as a belief you have. Okay, like what's just something that you believe? And as you read memes and as you skim things on Facebook and Instagram, as you read articles, as you hear people say things, news, TV, movies, whatever, you're going to you're going to think to yourself, oh, yeah, I believe that I get that. Oh, I agree with that. Just become aware of those feelings and really start to discover, you know, your beliefs. And you're looking for a belief that maybe is profound or maybe it's different. Um, So I'll give you an example. So a bunch of years back, you know. One of my beliefs was, you know, I'm kind of sick of all this dreamer talk. You know, I dream this, dream that. And uh, I like being controversial. It helps me in the media. And I thought, you know, I'm not, I'm not really much for dreamers. I'll take a doer over a dreamer any day of the week. Like doing is where it's at. You know, dreaming's mm-hmm. okay. So I thought, okay, well, how can I word that belief? Mm-hmm. And I came up with dreaming is good, doing is better. So yeah. I just turned the belief into a quote. So I got a quote, dreaming is good, doing is better. Well, now I can write an article about that. The article's called Dreaming is Good, Doing is Better. And I can talk about how, yeah, dreaming's fine. Everybody should be a dream. It starts with a dream, but I'm all about the action. You got to take action. So I can write an article about that. Well, guess what? Now that article could become a, a, a meme. It could become a slide in a presentation. But even more so, that article can be a chapter in a book. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking, hey, how do I write a whole book? Start thinking, how do I write these articles? So mm-hmm. I'm taking a belief. I'm turning it into a quote. I'm turning the quote into an article. The article is becoming a chapter. The chapters are becoming books. The books are becoming courses. Yeah. And now, now we've got something here. But instead of saying, hey, I got to sit down and write a book chapter by chapter and kind of put it all together, you know, start with just beliefs, quotes, and articles. If yeah, you can yeah. do beliefs, mm-hmm. quotes, and articles, it can be a chapter. You know, and it's funny, uh, you know, I mean, in one of my speeches I do, I talk about repurposing content and I actually yes. use, yeah, if you know that the, the when I na- name the, the movie is, remember the movie uh, Coyote Ugly? Yeah. yeah. That, that that started as an article. Did you yeah. know that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I figured you probably not, but I mean, I use that in my example all the time and then share yeah. the same lady, lady wrote the other, the book Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. And I don't know if you, I don't know if your firm represents her or not. You probably could, but. Yeah. I use that example all the time going, yeah. you can create content, guys. Start one place. Yeah. For me, as you see, simple, easy. That's my new trademark, yeah. simple, easy marketing. Well, well, you totally, well, you totally nailed it, too. Yeah. It's creating content. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sexy and fun to think, okay, I'm going to write a book. But really, the better mindset that will get you further faster is I need to create content. And if you create mm-hmm. it the right way, it's going to become helpful in everything. And you're absolutely right. You know, your quote is a meme, you know, your belief becomes a visual aid. It's a diagram. It's an infographic yeah. it's a Venn diagram. It's a workflow chart. You know, um, you know, that becomes a slide. Those slides become PowerPoint presentations. You might take that slide and you might post it on Facebook. Um, those slides and visual aids help get people as a part of my funnel onto the webinar because it looked interesting and intriguing. I want to know more about this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you don't, you don't kind of randomly create things here or there. You should constantly be thinking about how does this one thought become so many different things and, you, and you're kind of doing it all at once and you can reverse engineer it. Like say you already wrote the book. Mm-hmm. We'll take those chapters out and make them articles. Yeah. You know, when people come to me and say, hey, David, I need an article. Yeah. I'm very rarely writing a new article. I'm usually going out and saying, oh, this email got read, you know, quite a bit or this article did really well. Right. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I take my workbook from my events, hand it off to my daughter, and she makes my all my blog posts about it. <laughs> you got it. You got why, it. why double create when you can yeah. create and reuse? Yeah. yeah. And, it, so, and, it's, and I'll, I'll tell you this, and this is something that me and you need to hear more of, is a lot of times we think that only only us can do it, right? And uh, I, I have somebody that helps me with my social media, and she just took my chapters and took my articles and turned them into posts. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I like this, and I don't know if it's as good. And then I'm reading everybody comment on my post. Oh, I love this. Oh, this made my whole day. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, it's still my words. They just repurposed it. Mm -hmm. So as you create this content, it does make it easier for a kid, an assistant, a, a friend, uh, an intern, uh, a hired employee, a virtual assistant. Once you create that content, it can be repurposed so many ways and we can kind of get out of the process. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and me, I'm the creative, so I've got to be creating something new. Um, but, uh, again, I have to break it down to a simple system. So, I mean, it's always glad you, you, yeah, glad you highlighted on the system. Um, I had another question I was going to ask you on that and oh, my mind, it totally went away. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, let me, uh, make sure that I get for the people who are listening and want to find out more about you. Uh, sure. All right. And things that you can do. What is the website that we can give them that we can, to, to get in touch with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would go to the JV website. You know, one of the reasons why I would go there is, you know, you'll see about some of my upcoming events. You'll see about, you know, some of the things we do, but also um, one of the things that will pop up there is a way to get a free copy of my book, cracking the icon code. You uh, know, so I have that book. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> I that book. But if you get on, if you get on uh, that site, you'll see my next event, jvsalesummit.com, but you also get a chance to get cracking the icon code. Um, something else that's another cool free gift and a way to get on my list and just kind of get more notifications about some of our trainings and stuff is wordgeniusbook.com. Wordgeniusbook.com. That's my latest book, Word Genius, what to say and how to say it. And um, it's the type of book that you can just keep on your desk forever. I actually have my favorite verb dictionary in there. So I give you these really cool copywriting branding templates. And then I give you a couple thousand of my favorite verbs and it's kind of a thesaurus of verbs. And then I give you a couple hundred of my favorite adjectives in the back. So when you're doing branding and when you're trying to think of a new website name or a new company name or a new event name or whatever, you can just pull out the word genius book and um, there's formulas, templates, and just pick out your favorite words and plug it in. People tell me all the time how much they, they like that. But wordgeniusbook.com would be another cool free gift and a way to get you into my world and get more notifications about all the stuff we're doing. Well, um, you know, I, I definitely appreciate you take time out of your schedule today. And I know that, yeah. you know, someone like you, just like me, is still doing things, uh, even yeah. in this downtime. Uh, yeah. I don't think you're doing anything as crazy as me as trying to put 100 interviews in in 30 days. But, hey, I'm no, crazy. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also tough to find good you know, when you're doing that. I mean, you got everybody who wants to be on your show. Oh, you're doing it? Yeah, I'll be on. And you're like, uh, you, yeah. yeah, yeah, which I'm seeing you see. Yeah. Anyway, so David, I'd like to close my show out with this fun little game I call this or that. Are you willing okay. to play? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm willing to look bad, and that's an important part to being successful. You got to be willing to look bad. You know, <laughs> you can't, you can't nail everything. So here I am, willing to look bad. Let's try it. Number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? 
Oh, that's a tough one. I would have to say lately Star Trek, just because Picard was amazing. They came out with another great series. I've loved the movies. If mm -hmm. I went all older, I, I would say Star Wars. But yeah. lately, I've I've really liked Star Trek. So yeah, my last guest actually was a it was a Disney Imagineer, and she's into Star Wars. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. So lately, I mean, I know you do conferences as well as I do, all right, and you're having to be stuck in this one. Would you rather do the online summit or would you rather have an in-person conference? Yeah, you know, in-person conference. There's just something magical about being in person, um, the connection, the influence, mm -hmm. the learning, the atmosphere. Um, the, en the energy's higher too, don't you feel? Yeah, it's yeah like it, just, it just is. I think online's getting better and the more people are willing to embrace it and make it a priority, the better it's going to get. Yeah. But most people, they just don't give it the same level of importance. You know, so mm -hmm. it's really up to the viewers. If, if people gave it the same level of importance, meaning that they just sat there like and nothing else distracted them. But when you have people at home, there's, you're competing with so many things that are, that are distracting them. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, well, next one, we're going to something a little bit more, uh, you know, outside of the, in the personal realm. Uh, would you rather have a glass of beer or a glass of wine? You know, I don't drink. I've never oh. drank. Uh, my, my big time beer is root beer. Bark's root beer. They're, they're, hey, they're, I know that's a beer. Really that's a on, good beer. <laughs> yeah, I live, I live on the edge over here. I know. I, but, but yeah, I've got, I've got some Bark's root beer in the fridge. But that's about it. <laughs> uh, so how about hamburger or taco? Oh, that's that's a tough one too. Depending on where you get the tacos at, I think I think all things being equal, equal, I'll have to take hamburger. But there's some tacos out there. If you ever get a chance to go to Frida's in Beverly Hills on Beverly Drive, okay, amazing tacos. It's like a high-end Mexican restaurant. You'll probably run into some celebrities there, but their tacos are absolutely amazing. So you know, I was in the car wash industry for years. The best tacos I ever had was out of the trunk of some guy's car. Yeah. They yeah. were the best. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're bold, if you're bold. <laughs> yep, yep. So next one here, kind of, you know, would you rather read a book or listen to a podcast? Read a book or listen to a podcast. You know, I used to read so much for fun, and now I read so much for work. I don't really like reading books anymore. Um, I'd probably say a podcast. I, I've really become more of a podcast guy. You know, walking around, listening to things. Um, I listen to everything from Oprah's master classes to the Joel Osteen show to you know grant grant cardone i mean yeah i would say podcast yeah and i i've actually started listening to like tim ferris's podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Good ones out there. yeah so how about beach or mountains beach or mountains yeah it's it's the beach for me i mean i i had a sailboat for years and years i just sold it not too long ago matter of fact i got married at dana point harbor over there i i'm a beach guy i look forward to getting back to the beach someday yeah that's a good one how about a cat or dog dog definitely <laughs> they're more loyal <laughs> <laughs> whatever they are i'll take it i i am not a cat person i am not okay. a cat person. so this next one here can create wars i've heard if okay. you have it right now and that is toilet paper under or over <laughs> you know um i've seen stuff like that online i don't know if i've ever thought about it too much but i'm 99.9 percent .9 sure i'm an over guy but it, it might have been under before you would not have believed the people who got like, you know, they're so calm through the whole broadcast. I asked that question and it's fighting words. <laughs> Casey, Casey Everhart was on yesterday. Oh, Casey. Oh, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know you know Casey as well. So yeah. my last one here is kind of a jokester one, but I like to ask it. Boxers or briefs? 
Boxers or briefs? Yeah, more more briefs, but they they are boxer length, but briefs. Yeah, but yeah. Like, so they're almost like bikers. Wasn't sport. that bad? Yeah. There you go. No, that was easy. That was yeah. easy. So yeah. one more time, tell them the website they can get a hold of you. All right, and. Um, yeah, I, I would go to jvsalesummit.com and uh, pick up one of uh, our books, uh, Cracking the Icon Code, for free. You can also opt in and get our information there, but uh, jvsalesummit.com. Um, and to really throw them for a loop, I mean, there's davidtfagan.com. There's all kinds of cool stuff there from about me. You know, wordgeniusbook.com. I mean, I mean, there, there's all. it's not hard to find a site on me here. <laughs> if they Google you, where they will they find you? Yeah, you know, and that's maybe that's the thought I'll leave you with. And that's kind of the common mistake people make is they try to put too much on one site. Mm-hmm. You know, you really want to have an event site for your events and book sites for your books and a site for you and a site for your company. And how I get a lot of media is the media doesn't want to see all this huckster, you know, opt in here and get 500 of free gifts. You know, they they want something that's a little more sophisticated. And so you want different sites for different purposes. And that's really served me well over the years. I know that's why one of the reasons I have the site, not Tom petty.com, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, you're much better looking than Tom Petty. You're, you're much better looking guy. I'm alive <laughs> for starters. So, well, David Fagan, Hey, I appreciate you coming on the broadcast today. All right. It's been a joy uh, getting to catch up with you again. And, and yeah, yeah. man, did you spill some information guys? So if you came in late, go listen to this whole thing over again. So yeah, I, I would love to return the favor. Have you featured in top talent magazine? That's one of our, our magazine that gets about a hundred thousand impressions, you know, have you on an interview of ours. So mm-hmm. we'll circle back and do the same for you. I appreciate it. You bet, man. I'd be glad. To, I got as the helpers do. Be glad to help you out, just like you're helping me out today, or vice versa. I'm out. You're anyway. We're helping each other one way or another. <laughs> I like it. All right. I like it. All right. Talk to you soon. All right, man. So, guys, that's another show. I'm Tim Gillette with the Tim Gillette Show, and I will see you next time when I bring another great guest in here. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye.